0: Good day Welcome to episode 5 of the Anti-Coffee Coffee Club With me, Todd Whiteford Tony Lee Johnson And in absentia, Courtney Ann Brennan
1: What's good here? Yeah,
2: you know what's not good here?
1: No This is all wrong No, this is the
2: first time I How dare you I wasn't quite sure what I'd just seen, but I knew it was time for me to leave. What's been happening since the last...
0: I can almost give you a day-by-day day summary, because the way that I organise my day is in my notes in my... Oh, really? And it's just like, it starts, it's like, Monday, wake up, coffee and breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> and Then like open laptop, check emails. And then I like arrange any online orders. They go into like a separate thing so that I know what I'm doing. And then, yeah, a lot of the last two weeks has been painting, like painting the shop still. Oh, yeah. But that's now finished. So I found myself at a wonderful loose end um, and I've been filling that time mostly (coughs) by running. Oh, yeah. So what do you think? I don't think running is actually good for you.
2: No. I mean, it's probably good for your cardiovascular, isn't it? But it's not good for you. It's definitely not good for your knees. Or your joints. Mm-mm. Or your back. Or your back, yeah. Definitely. You see, like, <laughs> all the people who, are, who have done marathons have had hip transplants later in life, haven't they?
0: Or, like, problems with knees. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, if you were a psychologist, you could look at what I'm doing just now and draw some really bold lines between my personality type and how I'm behaving in terms of, like, my... Little app that I use for running, you get like prizes. They're not real, they're just like little medals. So I've, I've got, if I do 100k this month, I get a weed medal. Nice. And if I do 160k, I get a platinum badge. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho. 160k so, is pretty far. It's a lot because I started the month thinking it was 124k and I was saying to Shannon, I was like, I'm doing this. And then I saw it was 160. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so i've done i think i've done 75 yeah i'm not even halfway
2: that's good going from because from, before i guess what were you doing before this month
0: like, like 40k yeah. a month that's pretty like, good that's this big yeah. step up isn't it yeah and my back is my back and ankles <laughs> and toes <laughs> are showing what how have you been uh keeping fit
2: yeah, I've been running as well. Oh, we've been doing yoga every day still. So it's like, yeah. what, this is week four of lockdown, isn't it now? Mm-hmm. So we've done yoga every day, apart from one day a week, which has been good. And then the last two days, I've been doing Joe Wick's uh, exercises with my nieces and nephews on FaceTime.
0: So. Oh yeah, like a bit of Joe Wick's <laughs> there, yeah. That's, cool. that's, that's great, actually. He's, he's really become like a sort of... Um... PE teacher to the world yeah it's like pretty amazing
2: it is crazy they they do it every single day like my sister and her family um they'll do it every day like four kids and her husband and it's crazy because it is hard like I, the first I did it on Monday for the first time um and then on Tuesday I woke up after doing loads of squats and been like oh my ass is killing yeah me. <laughs> <laughs> um it's good and he's he's just won what the Guinness World Record for the most amount of live YouTube show uh watches.
0: Yeah. Um, and he's donating he's donating all his uh revenue from the streams to the NHS. Yeah, I think, I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good as well. Um oh, have you seen actually my favourite thing this week, Captain Tom? No, what's that? You have not seen Captain Tom? No. Right, so Captain Tom is a, a, an elderly gent. He's almost 100. And he's been walking. He's got like a 25-meter lap of where he stays. I don't know whether it's like a an old folks home or his house or whatever. But it's 25 meters. And he's doing 100 laps before he's 100 to, to raise money for the NHS, right? Oh, wow. So he, his target was 1,000 pounds. And he's like, he's just got that wonderful, like, you know, he's in the war. He's just got like a really nice way about him, like a, a you know, he he speaks like you'd expect a a ninety nine year old man to speak. Yeah. <laughs> like his his uh, turn of phrase is beautiful. And uh, this morning I read he's raised twelve million. Oh wow! Twelve million scoops for the NHS. That's amazing. And man? I think he's just he's just kind of become like a. People have adopted him as this, like, figure of hope in our fairly bleak time.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. I'll look at so him. Up... Captain
0: them. Tom. Captain Tom, I'll yeah. Get checked. Be, yeah. He'll be, I think he'll be up to 20 million before he's 100. He's 100 soon. So we've got a guest this week, mate.
2: Yeah, exciting.
0: KG, cool. the raging cage, Kirsty <laughs> Gilmore. She's a
2: customer of the good coffee cartel, isn't she?
0: But moreover, she is an Olympian, a Commonwealth silver medalist a Scottish champion and all-round elite athlete nice and she's got a blue tick on Instagram which means Pro. she exists <laughs> <laughs> have you met her
2: i must have done at some point i recognize yeah, her
0: you would have served her she's yeah. very like very engaging very like someone who would come and order a coffee and have a chat yeah. and be interesting not boring like most of these sh- <laughs> that would be good well i had a list of like things to talk about
2: i've got one amazing piece of news that i read this morning well, yeah it's not amazing it's amazing in the world but it's not good news but you know donald trump's hired a new task force to reopen the the government you heard yeah. about that? do you know who's, who's on it
0: can i get three guesses get three guesses chuck norris
2: i mean that he might also be on it but <laughs> it's not he's not the one i'm thinking of
0: I'm imagining they're, they're like a Hollywood celebrity. I'd say you're close. The, they're not.
2: <laughs> very, very close. I'll give you the final. There's a clue for the final guess. I'll play something. Hopefully, you can hear this.
0: I don't know if you're going to think ill of me, but I enjoy destroying lives. It turns me on. Me, Vincent Kennedy McMahon.
2: <laughs> He's on the task force to reopen the economy, the U.S. economy. The fuck. <laughs> I don't actually know, like I remember WWF But I don't, like, I can't remember his role Was he the CEO
0: of the WWF? Yeah, he? and he was kind of like Yeah, in my era, he was like the baddie Yeah He was kind of like the corporate representative of like Big business Yeah, yeah Suits Yeah I mean Crazy that, isn't it? Yeah It sounds like Trump's going mad It does Like I'm sure in North Korea they're like <laughs> That guy's crazy <laughs>
2: definitely it's pretty it is mad he he is he has gone crazy and i don't think we've mentioned trump before on this podcast but no and maybe we shouldn't mention him again but
0: i just did you see the his little news conference the little uh video thing that he did yeah it was baffled like it was almost like afterwards like if it had been on april the 1st you'd have expected him (laughs) to like come back up to the podium and just been like yeah i get you guys (laughs) he's got such a uh hateful relationship with the media yeah like like, it's weird it's like i don't know like it's almost like stop it stop it i love it yeah that's his kind of attitude that's it
2: and like he doesn't he doesn't um It doesn't. It doesn't look like he ever wins anything, but somehow he does. You know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. yeah. He always comes out on top, even though he loses every single conversation he has. Somehow he still manages. Yeah. To come out like looking.
0: I don't know. I feel like it's because if he's not winning, he just changes the (laughs) like. (laughs) Moves the goalposts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and now they're all going crazy. Is it in Michigan where they're all driving up and down, driving up and down the um. Like blocking the roads, saying reopen the economy, and like all of this, they've all gone crazy. Like all the patriots, <laughs> the U.S. patriots, of all the so-called patriots, have come out and saying that we want to go back to work, and like this is all a scam, and against the World Health Organization now, and like all of this is so it's ill, it's it's sick,
0: it's horrible because you do have largely you've got people banding together in face of like great adversity, but then. That is just toxic. It's poisonous. This sort of no, no, it's not real. Yeah. Like, I bet you, when your fucking granny has coronavirus and can't get a ventilator, you, you, you realize it's real. Yeah, definitely. But it's dangerous because it just goes to show he can do that. Like, pull his funding from the WHO, and then all of a sudden he's got a, a, a sort of crazy band of acolytes who will be like, "Yeah, yeah,
2: cool. Yeah, back to work." Yeah, it's just got, it is, it's almost a religious following, isn't it? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's like he's just leading the, leading everyone. Blind, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But that was like a little, there's always like little bits of amusing things that come in between the chaos that Trump's putting out there and that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, when I saw this, yeah. it's just, it's, it's so crazy. It's like, it's like an episode of the Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> it's literally, if someone put, Donald, this whole Donald Trump situation into a reality TV show, then you'd be like, Yeah,
0: it's pretty funny. I'd watch this, yeah, yeah. But, but real. you'd be like, You can't believe this guy, he's people must be writing his scripts because what he does is just so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's true <laughs> Very much become a commentator rather than a participant, yeah, as I'm sure a lot of people have. Like, you kind of like read the news every morning and then just be like, Right, what do I think of that? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's
2: it as well it's like I, I'm reading the news just before bed maybe I'll I I'll, like, won't look at the news all day now just cause in the first couple of weeks I was looking at it loads and like looking yeah. what's happening now it is like it's repeatable and there's definitely some information that you need to get from it but I'll look at it in the evening but it comes like statistics it's like oh another 200,000 people have got it today got covid-19 today and all of this like it's just it comes like a statistic situation yeah right? yeah, yeah looking at how many people are falling ill how many people are recovering and how many people are dying and It's like oh, i don't really want to look at this every day yeah Okay. Like, i'm aware it's happening and i'm aware that it's bad but it's yeah it's not something that you just want to
0: to know it's difficult You've you've got to do things to protect your mind as well a little bit yeah so if you can if you can detach from it slightly from time to time then why not
2: that's what i found really good about yoga is that it's we don't we don't do the the there's different levels and we're doing like level one to two every time not like Mm -hmm. i think it goes up to eight but level one to two are much more about like breathing a bit of meditation and this type of thing and that's so good like i don't know if you've ever done much yoga before but i just feel like that's a moment in which at least for half an hour or 45 minutes i'm like out of it yeah yeah yeah. that's so good definitely a, a good protection for the for the head i think
0: yeah because I think today, they're going to announce today another three weeks.
2: Oh, is it today they announce? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do you know what? The, the, the thing that's actually needling away at me just now is I've looked at the weather in the Highlands yeah. for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And it's big balls of sun and anywhere between like 16 and 18 degrees. And I'm like very, like honestly, very conflicted. Yeah. About can we go camping? Heart Hart says yes head says no yeah and um yeah so I kind of what do you think
2: I would say no from what I've been reading about it's hard isn't it right so there's a situation my mum was telling me about yesterday and there's an old lady who lives in Caton which is a little village near Scarborough and yeah Caton Bay is maybe Half a kilometer, kilometer walk. So that's the, the big, really nice beachfront that's always empty. You know, it's like a huge, there's, there's no town on it. It's just an empty bay. And she drives from her house to Caton Bay, this old lady. And she got there, and then the police stopped her and was like, What are you doing? And she was like, Oh, I'm just going for a walk on the beach. And she was like, No, no, you're not allowed. Unless you can walk from your home, then you're not allowed to drive somewhere and go for a walk. And I yeah. was like, "That's like this is an old like she's eighty, mid eighties. If the police are being that strict with an old lady of going to the beach to go for a walk, that's a kilometre from a house that she probably can't walk, she just wants to go for a walk on the beach." Yeah, and then a, and then yeah, and then applying that theory, then I'd say maybe not a good idea to go up.
0: Yeah, I think like that's 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 in line with what my head is yeah. thinking because it's it's um it's, it's one of those like it's fine for the individual yeah but there's you can't assume that you're the special case yeah which i do often in my life (laughs) let's be honest but like you know who i am (laughs) you can't assume that you can't assume that like yeah you're the one that's allowed to do it and everybody else if they do it they're idiots but you can do but at the same time having spent the last 10 years of my life trying to find beautiful days to spend in the mountains and then seeing four lined up, it's like the beckoning finger, like, <laughs> come on, like it'll got, be wonderful.
2: It's tuned up, like you've got free time, as much time as you like, and yeah, yeah, four yeah. days of beautiful sunshine. So it's like yeah. the two normal things that would line up a trip to the Highlands have lined up. Yeah, That's true though, isn't it's it? Not. Like, if, you, if you're part of the club who's doing that often, or if that's part of your normal life, like you're going to the yeah. Highlands often, then whether you're more entitled to do that than someone who's like, oh, I'm going to go to the... Like, I live in Cornwall, I'm going to go to the Highlands. Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. There's a difference there, but yeah, it's it's hard to, like, separate those two things.
0: And it's just that, also, like, I don't particularly want to drive for three hours, get very close to where I want to go, and then be stopped by the police, and they just say, like, you're an idiot, <laughs> fuck off, back <laughs> to where you came from. three hours in the nice sun. I suppose everyone's got to do their bit, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So maybe, can I just try and assume that there will be nice days again and hills will still be there yeah that's, that's yeah. the
2: same thing because i've learnt this these last couple of weeks that surfing apparently isn't exercise it's a hobby so you're not allowed to go surfing
0: who's deemed that someone who's never done it before
2: <laughs> i think that's um I, I can't remember i think my mate told me it but apparently he was like yeah in scarborough you're not like people aren't allowed to go surfing really because yeah. it's seen as Essential again if you're surfing every day and don't like running because you don't want to break your knees then well, maybe swimming in the sea is that the same thing then with the board. i don't know but it's all these like it's the gray area isn't it between everything
0: yeah and i i mean it's the same as like if i was going out for a cycle for example yeah i'd go out for like a three hour cycle yeah you know like not just a 45 minute tootle around you know i'd be maybe 20 miles from my house yeah maybe more i don't know what it is but i think the allowance for like a a mental health break as in like me and shan live in a flat like we're just surrounded by houses and people and it's like groundhog day and i'm sure everyone's feeling the same thing which is right wake up blah 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 (laughs) get a walk pretty much in one of two places that's close to us that's that's not doesn't feel like town yeah you know like one of the parks or run through one of those parks and after four weeks you're like oh fuck this man yeah but then yeah it's that's part of the part of the thing yeah but that's it i
2: don't i'm not one for i don't like repetition like
0: what's that what say that again
2: (laughs) (laughs) so go even going for a running pollock park now i'm a bit like i'm almost over it i got myself Mm. a little garmin watch To make it more interesting i'm chasing strava segments down are you that's my plan for the next only downhill segments (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) do you do you strava on your bike as well uh
2: i used to when i was riding so i used to have to when i was riding for rafa but then people would like i'd be out on like a job somewhere or like pitch up in the van and then set it up and ride and then people would i'd join group rides of clubs to promote rafa and then the people on the group ride would then be like oh i beat you on that strava segment the other day did you yeah. see that and i was like no i don't, I don't care really but yeah well done <laughs> and after that happening like a hundred times i was like oh, fuck. because i wasn't the fastest yeah. but i just i could talk whilst riding a bike which is probably good that's the only reason i was employed um yeah. but yeah they people would just go out chasing my segments down and i would be like, oh, fuck off. like i don't <laughs> i don't care.
0: do you remember like a couple of years ago there was a a thing i don't know if it was on reddit or it basically bubbled up from a like little community of strava users to it made it onto some it was like slightly newsworthy enough that i would hear about it kind of thing and it was these guys who got into an argument over strava over like strava segments because one guy was saying like you're targeting me and I don't know why, but you're going after, every time I put a segment up, we don't know each other. We've never met, but for some reason you've picked me as someone you want to like knock off the top. So why is it? And then, so everyone was just, all these like Strava dorks were like wading in with their opinions, like, well, yeah, that's why we're doing it. so that we can be better. And if, if we want to try and go after your times, then we'll do it. And then other people being like, no, no, this guy's worked his whole life to get, like, the top segment of, the, like, Vomit Hill. So you shouldn't really be, like, just targeting him. And it's just, like... That's oh, hilarious, isn't all it? All of you just fuck off. <laughs> it's so funny how competitive
2: it becomes. Like, between two yeah. people who've never met each other, like you say. Yeah, yeah, It's not like you're in a race and you look at each other like, oh, that's my arch rival. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, like, something like that. It's crazy. I think it's, it's interesting, though. And I've been watching some videos of, uh, and competing. Swift. It, Swift. Yeah. So I've been watching some things of like that because a lot of pros have been going on it now because they're obviously all their bike races are canceled. So they need to go yeah, and yeah. do that. And that's funny because there's like pros going on and, and racing against people, like just random people and losing because those people have just jacked their power uh, power meters to make it look like they're riding like 20% faster than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's so cool. It's like Alex Dowsett, one of the time trial champion of the UK, was riding against the people. He was just like, he came like 12th in a random time <laughs> trial. He was like, what the hell, who are these people? Just goes
0: to show you it's not, uh, it's not talent, it's just luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just he just knows the right people.
2: <laughs> have you ever been tempted to get a turbo trainer, Todd? Have you got a turbo trainer?
0: No, I won't get one until uh, Zwift releases an option where you can have weapons and then <laughs> cycle past someone and hit them like road rash back in the day. That would be brilliant. They should
2: definitely bit, do that.
0: Yeah, like a little uh, baseball bat, or I think you used to get nunchucks, maybe, and you could just as you go past someone, just bosh them. <laughs> do
2: you reckon there'll ever be the the chance when people go outside on their bikes and you're like, oh, you? What are you training for? I said, oh, I'm just I'm training for Swift. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've got it. Yeah. A couple of people to beat on Swift. They've got to get the lead. Yeah. It'd
2: be weird, wouldn't it? Because have you seen... Like, everyone's just going online now with all their sports, aren't they? So, like, yeah. Formula One have got their own virtual F1 and... um
0: The virtual Grand National was amazing.
2: Was it? Oh, I didn't Did see you? that. You didn't I... see it? I heard I, about
0: it. I saw it. the last lap and it was so from a slight distance it just looked like the real thing and it might as well have been because I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know the, like what the horses are supposed to look like or the riders eh? <laughs> yeah. it's
2: cool that's good. to be fair every time I watch like if I see a game of FIFA nowadays I think it's real Yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah. The, the graphics are so good that I'm just like I can't if I look close enough I can tell the difference but if I was yeah. watching it from afar in
0: a shop window I'd be like oh that's who's playing yeah Oh, it's another... Uh, it's Real Madrid against Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> that game seems to be on every week.
2: Glen Coco? Four for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. Go, you go, Coco. go, 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 go. None for Gretchen Wieners, bye. Here's the other, another thing that they uh, read the other day. In two thousand and thirteen they capped any increase in public sector wages at one percent per year. Essentially, c- a cut given that this was below the rate of inflation. On June 2017, 323 MPs successfully voted against lifting the cap. 313 Tories, 10 members of the DUP, and they all cheered when the amendment was voted down. So that means the NHS don't get uh, get 1%. <coughs> uh, yeah. Matt Hancock, so um, Health Secretary and Boris Johnson were among them. But pay for MPs will increase by 3.1% on the 1st of April 2020 and now and now boris johnson's all nhs because they saved his life
0: (laughs) yeah but sometimes it takes a little bit of that to be like yeah
2: yeah definitely
0: but that annoyed me a
2: little bit it's like did he really see the nhs i'm pretty sure he's like he's saying oh it doesn't the coronavirus doesn't like it's the same for everyone you know what i mean like everyone gets the same but he definitely like he's the prime minister maybe he should get a bit better treatment i don't know because i'm sure if his job is probably more important than my job, for example. So, in that mm-hmm. sense, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't know whether that's true or not. But so he, but he's definitely not getting the same hospital treatment that I would get. If he went into hospital, he's probably got security, like twenty-four hour watch, like person to person.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that the thing is like the two nurses he was talking about, who he singled out.
2: Yeah,
0: they're not they're not dedicating two nurses to every person who's in intensive care, no, I don't think. Because I don't, don't think they have the nurses to no. do it.
2: And I'm pretty sure i probably got a private room. fucking Tory government. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure i got a private room. If I'd have seen a photo of him in hospital sharing a room with four other people, yeah, yeah. then then I would have been like, oh yeah, that's actually, maybe he has had a real experience of, of some sort of mm-hmm. intensive care unit. But he's probably got a room to himself and all of that stuff. At St. Thomas as well, which is probably one of the best hospitals well-equipped hospitals in the uk yeah i got i um, i appreciate that he gave a shout out to two nurses who were um not from the uk as well which is like fair enough good representation of yeah him. but then yeah i don't know i just think it, it's always twisted a little bit isn't it to make it yeah. sound like a little bit more oh, he's had a real experience of being in
0: Oslo. yeah yeah he is actually he's he's just like you yeah <laughs> he's just like you um yeah, ironically, he's probably going to send that Portuguese nurse home, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's no, he's probably not going to do that. But I don't know. It's... <sighs> yeah, that's all I've got is just a big sigh. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a good way
0: to round it. Right, let's let's okay. cheer ourselves up with some Kirsty Gilmore.
1: Kirsty, I- are you there? I'm there. I'm here.
0: Ah, excellent. <laughs> nice. So what were you doing? You were doing a bike session.
1: I was doing a little bike session. Yeah, um, we've pretty much—I'm oh, sure we'll get into it on the old podcast—but we've pretty much got two sessions a day to do, plus like video and reading. And I managed to uh, borrow a watt bike from an old coach that has a gym. Uh, and he was like, "This equipment's going to lie collecting dust for the next however long. Do you need anything?" Uh, so I managed to snag a little a watt bike, which is like a. Like one of the the good gym bikes, so not one yeah, of the ones with yeah. the with the big flat seats, those terrible, terrible inventions. <laughs> yeah. One of the proper, like, kind of, it's not a spin bike, but it's um, just a, a quality one. So nice. uh, yeah, I'm pretty set up. I've got a gym in the basement of my building. and
0: is, is the gym in the basement, is it just for you or is there other people allowed to have a wee shot?
1: Oh yeah, no, it's a, it's a building, communal, communal gym. Um, but like I'd say 70% of the time I'm in there by myself the other times I've like crossed past people but everyone's been generally pretty pretty good at keeping a distance the odd person comes in just ready with uh, with disinfectant um, so yeah no it's been it's actually been okay like I'm a, just a badminton player that can't play badminton essentially I'm just doing yeah. all the training round about it
0: yeah. I like how you've got a badminton racket on the wall behind yes. you. Oh, found
1: that in bad...
0: case we forget I <laughs> what... found that
1: bad boy in my grand's like attic in her loft and I was That's like, like a... um excuse me Anne. Can I have that?
0: One of the old school wooden ones.
1: Oh yeah. Like I'm surprised it had it wasn't in like a press kind of thing. Yeah. You know like the frame things. Yeah. It wasn't in one of them, but um I thought I'd turn it into art.
0: It's nice. very
2: artistic. Did your grand? <laughs> to, did your grand used to play badminton?
1: Uh, yeah. Hey, for an eighty-year-old, eighty-something-year-old, she honestly Tuesday lady, uh, Tuesday morning ladies badminton club in the church hall. They play doubles for an hour with the old scoring. The scoring changed about fifteen years ago, so they <laughs> they are not up to date. And uh, they play for an hour. And then they have tea and cakes and then they play for another hour i can get down with that
2: that's my bad. that's
0: very nice yeah <laughs> oh yeah that feels very traditional doesn't it like sort of tea and cakes at half time
1: <laughs> oh, like in a church hall oh that's <laughs> so I'm good
0: I imagine they're wearing like big skirts like big long <laughs> ankle length skirts and, and hats those kind of big brimmed hats
1: yes and petticoats
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kirstie you've met tony before Right? Um, or I, wrong? Yeah, I think, I think in so, passing.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, in and around the old shops and all I that.
0: Know. Neither of you seems really sure if you've met the other one, which is a bit <laughs> arrogant <laughs> on both your parts. <laughs> <laughs> you don't <mind> me
1: <laughs> well, it's um, lovely to meet you properly now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've, I've given you a, an introduction um, before you joined us. But looking at some of your achievements, Kirsty, let's. What's your favourite. Right, pick one of these. Scottish Young Sports Personality of the Year. That was you. Mm. Uh, Two Commonwealth silver medals.
1: Uh, A silver and a bronze.
0: Ah, well, just as good.
1: Let me tell you, the bronze. Oh, I was going to say I like the bronze more, but. Oh, it's a tricky one because the old silver was in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Foam yeah. soil and that. Um, and then the bronze. Just more the bronze because I was seeded fourth and I wasn't really supposed to get a medal. Um, and it was like proof to myself that the silver wasn't a fluke, that I could do it back-to-back Commonwealth Games.
0: Yeah, going back-to-back. And you won the Scottish Open?
1: Scottish Open, the also back-to-back um, proof Prof- yeah, I kind of, I live my life in constant, well, not right now, but when there's actual tournaments to be played, I live my life in perpetual imposter syndrome. Really? Consistently. Hmm. And continually, yeah.
0: Is is that, have you found that's a common thing amongst your peers in the game?
1: Um uh if it is they don't talk about it very much i think mm. it should be spoken about more um but oh yeah just because you're only as good as your last result you can go from being like you know a commonwealth, commonwealth medalist to losing the quarterfinals of the europeans which i did and then you're just like well i'm, I'm i was amazing last week and i'm terrible this week
0: hero to zero Kirsty.
1: exactly <laughs> and you didn't that's what like, the headline
0: was wasn't it
1: <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, do, does that because that's still an amazing achievement? Quarterfinals of any competition is still good. So how hard are you on yourself?
1: Quite because you just you always want the graph to go like plateau up, plateau up, and sometimes it just feels like you're just taking a nosedive and you're just mm-hmm. you're just like how was I so good last week and now I can barely hit it over the bloody net um and you just it's like is like constantly needing to reassure yourself that don't worry you are good you are good you can't do that again yeah. like, well, I don't feel like it right now
0: and do you have a do you do like sports psychology oh, Do you have I, someone on I, the team who does that yeah i've been working with a guy
1: simon for since 2015 end of 2015 Um, and it's quite funny looking at like the stuff that we were working on then to like the stuff that we're working on now. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of it's like in the moment, uh, in the match badminton stuff, like how are you going to process the previous rally and how are you going to, um, reset and refresh for the next one coming up? Um, but then a lot of the other stuff is like um, outside of badminton and like the wider picture and how you think about things. Um, with like imposter syndrome, sometimes I'll just have to call Simon up and I'm like, mate, I'm terrible at badminton, am I? An and he's like, no. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's interesting.
2: That is so instant as well that you do the psychological training for. Mid-match as well. I always thought it was oh. like a post sort of process, but it's interesting to have it like mid-match. It's
1: everything from how you um, think about training sessions to also like the bike session I did this morning to keep in this in these weird, weird times, to keep some immediate connection to badminton. Um, I set this laptop up here um, and here is the bike here. Um, And I just watched the final from the European Games last year, me versus my friend uh, Mia from Denmark. Um, And I just sprint whenever there's a rally and I get all the breaks. I just turn my legs when it's the breaks and I sprint when there's a rally. Ah,
2: cool.
1: So I've just made that up because I needed something. I needed a reminder of badminton because it can right now feel a little bit pointless doing Sessions with speed, yeah. endurance, and sure. you know, where does this fit in? Like, why the hell am I doing this?
0: But so, you've made it fit in.
1: Yeah, I've tried cool. to have that kind of attachment again, which is that's something genius. that my like my coach. Or we have a new. I don't know how long I can keep calling him a new a new coach. It started <laughs> in July. Um, a German guy called Ingo Kindervater couldn't have a more G- German name. <laughs> Um, and he's so big on like the mentality side of things and he's given each player in the squad there's 16 of us he's given us each an individual book recommendation that, ah. he has, that he has read or listened to
0: are you allowed to share what yours is or is it just a secret
1: oh no uh, mine is a not so subtle hint on what he wants from me i think um <laughs> calvin and
0: hobbs <laughs>
1: I wish it was that. It's bloody extreme ownership by two ex-US Navy SEALs. If there's one thing I hate in this world, military Men shouting at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and, and, and don't worry, I've told them this. So if you listen to this, it's fine. Um, I said I was literally like, Ingo, I'm reading my book. I'm about 80 pages in, and I hate every single minute of it. <laughs>
0: Is it quite dry? I imagine that Navy Seals are pretty. American Navy Seals are pretty humorless people. It's
1: exactly what you think it will be like. It's a military story, and then a recap of like the leadership and how it could have been improved because there's lives on the line here, guys.
2: Mm. Oh man, yeah, that's oh frustrating. I, I'm uh, more the sort of bear grills, like sympathetic, uh, okay, <laughs> passive yeah, yeah, yeah. outdoor woodsman. The Navy SEALs scare me, to be honest. Like uh,
1: yeah, it seems, you know, I'm never going to find myself in a battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, and I, I struggle to um, make the connection between that and a, and a Batman match. Um, <laughs> I mean, occasionally I will die when there will be some bloodshed, but, the, yeah. I mean, not. there's not going to be lives lost. There's not lives on the line.
0: Well, there's not lives on the line, but... There could be shuttlecocks on the line. Oh. hello,
1: <laughs> zing,
0: bazinga! I've been saving that one up since you said line. About minutes ago. Um, Class. I, but it's it's interesting because maybe he's seen something in you that you haven't.
1: Definitely. Well, so I went from being I went from being like a regular member to the team of the team to being the oldest member within about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm the oldest by three years and I am 26 years old so that is a young team yeah Yeah. a very young team so like I say this is a not so subtle hint um, for me I think of leadership and uh, how to get the best out of everyone else because there's only like six singles players and then maybe like 12 doubles players so obviously I'll be more in charge of the singles I'd imagine Yeah. Um, and I've obviously got no experience of like leadership and and things um, in that kind of capacity. So, yeah, I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying with the I'm trying, I'm trying. Let's see if I come up with anything. If I like it by the end, I'm not sure I will.
0: <laughs> I suppose there's there's an element though because you when your debut was, if I remember this right, 20 right? eh? So you've got 10 years. You've got 10 years of experience, not necessarily of leadership but you know how the how the machine works
1: yeah definitely and it was quite nice like recently just um, in february there so i did like a really big long trip which i wouldn't normally go away for like more than two or three weeks back to back but i was like screw it i'll do six weeks so it was like one week training in milton Keynes, and then it was indonesia for a week thailand for a week then two weeks in india for the indian league thing yeah And then it was a team tournament in France, um, a women's team tournament. And obviously, I'm definitely the oldest in in that team and um, oldest and highest ranked. So kind of there's no way that I shouldn't be at the helm of that team. Um, And that was a really good exercise in like, yeah, bringing a team together and sharing some experience because that... That tournament in 2010 was my first like cap for Scotland. Yeah. So it was nice to have come like full circle in a relatively short amount of time um, to being like, right, guys, we're going into this quarterfinal now. Um, and having been there on my first cap, because we got to the quarterfinal um, on my first cap, so it was nice. But this time, smashed that quarterfinal, got to semi, got a bronze.
0: So just to go back a little bit, um, I see you're having a drink. What's that cup?
1: Uh, it's a little Lake and Lock um, tin, bad boy.
0: It's good, isn't That's it? Cool. What's in there?
1: Um, there's a little... I've been a little traitor this morning. Sorry, lads. Um, <laughs> it's a little paper cup, sweeter things.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, the the Stranger theme, Stranger Things-themed
1: coffee. That's the one. That's the boy brewed on AeroPress, if you...
0: I know what Aeropress is, yeah.
1: If you're familiar, I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. new method. I, I
0: like the the, the yeah. that's a, They did their Stranger Things themed coffee about a year after we did ours. So. <laughs> no, you, nice guys. The OGs, you're the OGs. Um, but that's interesting because what people might be confused about is why on a coffee podcast or an anti coffee podcast, why have we got? Let's let's call you what you are, elite athlete badminton sensation <laughs> um, how do we like? how did our paths cross?
1: Well, our paths crossed when I happened upon, stumbled upon your little little shop along Kenan Parkway because I live Tradeston Way um, Do
0: you still live Tradeston Way?
1: Still live Tradestown Way, we're currently looking out at looking out City Centre right now
0: Oh, oh well. cool, that's a
2: nice view
0: Cause yeah. I watched a YouTube video of you in the snow, going home, quote unquote home, and it looks like you were going into a huge mansion.
1: Um, that is my building. Yes, yeah, is like that building?
0: It's, it's beautiful.
1: The old co-op building, the co-op headquarters.
0: Ah, there used to be a co-op there.
1: Yeah, well, like and old. No, like, Tesco's. I think it was built. No, 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 it was built like 1890. Ah, so like other side of Kingston Bridge, just under it. Yeah, got you. Past the key, past the cinema. Oh, I really shouldn't be telling people my address. Maybe we. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 772
0: Tradeston Street, Tradeston. Yeah. Um, But um,
1: I, uh, I think I saw you guys on Insta, and I was like, hang on a minute, that's just near my gaff. So I wandered along, maybe like the second day you'd opened,
0: mm -hmm.
1: and uh, we sat chatting in the window for about an hour. Yep. And then I'd had a couple of coffees, uh, we sat chatting, and I was like, guys, that was, that was lovely, like, I'll definitely be back for sure. Got up left, was standing in this very kitchen, and I was like, I did not pay for those coffees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you almost put us out of business.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, yeah, I, um, <laughs> I quickly returned a couple of days later, and I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, just continue to keep coming back because you keep producing delightfully amazing coffee.
0: Is coffee something that you need? Is it like a treat or is it like a addiction?
1: Um, I wouldn't. No, I'd say it was a a want rather than a, an addiction. Um, I've just become quite interested in it. Um, I don't pretend to be any sort of an expert. Um, I'm trying to get better at like tasting what's going on but in Mm -hmm. a very very broad sense i could probably tell i could tell you if it's a fruitier one or a more chocolatey one but the specific um tasting notes i'm trying to i'm trying to work on i know what i like um and what i I don't like at this point there's there's not really any coffee that i don't like apart from bad coffee you know Um, which is kind
0: of all you need to know right it's just like what what do you like yeah
1: i've gotten to the point where i can't drink like hotel coffee like hotel buffet breakfast coffee it's yeah. real bad so i will probably make a point of taking the the old Aeropress away with me when i travel
0: just give it to the waiter at glen eagles and be like that ah, boy <laughs> use this and make me something good
1: I don't know when you think i'm going to glen eagles
0: <laughs> <quick>. <laughs> when you mentioned instagram there i was just thinking you're the first person we've had on that's got a blue tick i'll ask you this question what do you what what's a better feeling your debut for scotland <laughs> <laughs> getting a blue tick or uh, getting a Commonwealth silver medal.
1: Oh, debut for Scotland, because that didn't necessarily that would have happened at some point, anyway, I feel. Then I'll go oh, they were both very different moments though, because the blue. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Blue tick is rolled into another moment, which was getting our GB kit for Rio
2: that's oh, nice. uh-huh.
1: That's happened on the same day, so we got we did the whole walk. Th- we went down to Birmingham, and it's essentially they've just laid out a massive Adidas shop, and you have to try on one of everything. Um, that's cool. And a person follows you round with an iPad and takes your sizes. Like I will not pretend that this is not cool. I'm not going to play this cool right now. I was buzzing. I
0: bet.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh no, it's not a big deal. It's fine, yeah. you guys. It was. Really fucking cool. <laughs> um, and so then you do all that part, and then whilst well, they're putting it all in the bags and stuff, and you get you get given all the bags as if it's like an Aldi checkout, because Aldi sponsor Team GB. Mm-hmm. So your bag gets like put onto like a a literal like a checkout a till, and then they scan everything to make sure you've got everything, as if it's like. The end of your shopping. <laughs> oh, comes. cool. Um, and then you go through and you do kind of some media bits and you sit down with a guy from Facebook and he, he um, slaps a wee, a wee blue tick on your accounts. Bingo. On your yes. Facebook and your Insta. And then um, just
0: watch the money rolling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and life did not change a bit,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be honest. Um, but, oh, so I'll maybe put that and then Commonwealth Silver. Last. As in, no, that was the best. So, blue tick, uh-huh. middle, cap, blue tick, Commonwealth silver. Commonwealth top. Nice. Yeah,
0: right. So, Olympics twenty 2020. twenty.
1: Twenty twenty one now. <laughs> yeah. So, oh,
0: yeah. cancelled. How does that affect you? You postponed. were good. Yeah. Okay. Postponed. <laughs> you were you were going to be going this year. Yeah.
1: How,
0: um, what do you do in terms of training then, and how do you? Because obviously up until about four weeks ago, you were still thinking Olympics only two months away, three months away.
1: Yeah. So um, you're kind of maybe
0: ramping up training. Then what do you do when that suddenly you're entering this vacuum of no practice?
1: Yeah, it is a, it's a weird one and I'll not bore you with the exact details, but there's like a massive. Bore us
0: with the exact details. Please.
1: <laughs> there's like a massive periodization plan that goes into like all the training that we do. Um, so, whether this is, like, a, a strength phase or a, a maintenance phase or if this is, like, we're going to build up and we're just going to absolutely... You're going to be dead by Fridays. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to hate Fridays so much. Like, because we could treat we could treat a training week like um, like rounds of a tournament because we've got five... We start in a round of 32. So, we'll go 32, 16 quarters, semis, finals. So, that's yeah. five, five days. So, you could treat, like, your training days as the rounds of a tournament. So, it'll be, like... Thursday, semi-finals day. So even though you're tired, you're still going to have to try as hard as you absolutely can. Um, That way, Um, or we could, there could be phases where we ramp up our weight sessions so that we have three a week, or we could have phases where we ramp up the conditioning, so we have like a lot of running and shuttles and um, extra court sessions. Um, So like, there's all these kind of blocks of maybe about six weeks at a time. Um, that are just kind of been a bit skewed um, now, so we, I'll leave it to the coaches to, to figure that stuff out, but um, I'm quite lucky in that I'm on the BWF Athlete Commission so the Badminton mm-hmm. World Federation Athlete Commission, um, there's a bunch of other athlete commissions as well, so the European, there's all the continental ones um, there's also para-Badminton uh, Athlete Commission um, but I'm on the one that's closest to the BWF so I essentially got all the information first, so I, I I knew that they were going to postpone tournaments and cancel tournaments and stuff, and then it's my job to disperse all that information out to the, the Scottish and British players. Um, and so, for the Tokyo Games, we the decision that we, as the Athlete Commission and BWF, have to make now is how do we finish our Olympic qualification? Because we had two months left of qualification. Yeah. Um, so for me personally like I was pretty set, I was pretty comfortable, uh, comfortably qualified but I still had about 4 or 5 more tournaments to gain as many points as I could and try and get a seeded position Right. Um, so um, we have frozen the world rankings as of the All England which was the start of March um, so wherever you were then in the world rankings you'll stay, you'll not just continue to lose points if you don't play tournaments and stuff so we've frozen that and then we have to figure out how we unfreeze the rankings. And so, yeah, when the Olympics got pushed back, like we I don't think it'll get to the stage where we do an entire another qualifying year because I can't tell you how expensive it is especially for players from smaller countries whose funding would have ended this summer with the Olympics. So that that calls into question like how we get the correct players playing all the tournaments. Because we, we can't just afford to um, protect the top 20 or the top 30. Yeah. Um, we have to... Because the Olympic rankings will go down to, like, the top 100. Like, you could be... You could get into the Olympics because there's only... You can only have two people from each... Well, one person from each country going. Uh-huh. Unless... Unless you're both within the top 16 world ranking in the world. Okay. Um... So China will have to, Thailand will have to, Japan will have to, but like if if there's someone that's say world number three, and then world number fifteen, over the same country, yeah, and then there's someone that's world number seventeen, they ain't gonna go to the Olympic Games because there's two people above them from their country. It's rough, man. Yeah.
0: So you're are you GB's number one?
1: So yeah, I'm topping Great Britain just now. Of course. Um, and the next the next person is probably about 60 in the world. I think I'm sitting about 27 just now. Okay. Um but before or as of Rio I was at 14. But um just haven't been able to quite get back there. I still think my quality is as high as I was back then, but I just with the volume of players that there is now and the quali- the more like spread quality. Yeah. Um, especially over Asia, um, there's more countries in the top positions now, which just makes for a bigger world, or like a better world ranking, so yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a strange time, it's, a weird, it's weird how much changes in four years after
0: Yeah, Rio. big time So after
2: after Rio, would you then, your next f- goal, do you have like a yearly peak, or would your next major peak be the next Olympics how does it work with your, with your peak?
1: Um, yeah, so... Um, we In Bampton it's like quite hard to to totally peak because you never know how long a game's going to last. Right, yeah. So if you're like in athletics and you're running 5,000 meters, you know within about 10 seconds how fast you're going to run it. With a badminton match, it could be anything between 30 minutes and an hour and 15. So it's really hard to get the dip correct. But we, we, do, we do deload before um, competitions so that we're fresh for for the for the like back-to-back games, um, but so we're quite lucky in being in Scotland um, that we have the Commonwealth Games. Ah, yeah. So we can kind of work on a two-year cycle, but some countries, yeah, it's just like the four-year Olympic cycle is is their their massive goal. But like every year, we have um, a World Championships also in the summer. Um, apart from Olympic years, so the Olympics replaces the World Champs every fourth year. Okay. Um, so if you win the World Champs the year before an Olympic Games, you get to be a World Champ for two years. So that's pretty good. That's
2: pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. year to go for it. And so yeah, exactly. When you're away on uh, on tour, you say you take your AeroPress with you. Have your other team, like your other people in the team, do they come to you for coffee during that time? Are they becoming coffee geeks because you're a coffee geek now?
1: I think whoever I share a room with becomes uh, somewhat of a coffee geek and I resent sharing my coffee with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do also make a point of wherever I am um, it's become like a kind of little hobby and it uh, um, helps me get out and see a city without being tired. So like I, I'll travel to all these places and it sounds sounds amazing but I'm mostly sitting in a hotel room or in a hall trying not to be trying to do the a um, perfect amount of training so that I'm in good condition but not too tired for the matches that I actually have to play. Yes. Um, so researching the best coffee uh, shops in a city and going there is, like, the ideal hobby when, when I'm travelling somewhere.
0: Have you got any highlights, any, like, coffee shops of note that you would recommend from your travels?
1: Oh, yes. Putting you on the
0: spot a little bit.
1: You are. I think Singapore was bloody awesome for coffee. Bangkok, tell you what, Bangkok. Oh, my God. But I'm so much of a geek that I, on my, like, Google Maps, I will, like, star all of the the coffee places. Oh, nice. Very good. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ho Chi Minh, also great for um, the old covfefe. Um, (laughs) Bangkok where was class in Bangkok? Oh, Pakamara in Bangkok me and Patrick went to Patrick and I went to um, Pakamara and honestly we went there every day it was so, so good Um,
0: Patricio, (laughs) you're talking about um, Patrick, Patricio McHugh Mr.
1: Powerpress himself Powerpress Coffee, yeah (laughs) yeah, absolutely Um, Bangkok just so many. There's Pakamara roots um, at this place called The Commons. And it's just kind of like, a, it's got a big kind of courtyard in the middle and then just a bunch of like nice restaurants and kind of street food and stuff. That was pretty cool. I got this t-shirt at a place called Cafe Onion. Nice. It was half ounce by onion or something like that. Uh, Bangkok was a, was a coffee. Oh, David. that's good.
0: That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. remember when you used to be able to travel to these places? And actually... Remember traveling, guys? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. those were the days. Yeah. Oh,
1: man, actually, that is one part of this that I am quite thankful for. Like, I'm annoyed that I can't compete and stuff. But, you know, just to actually be home for, for a couple of iterations of filling my fridge.
0: Yeah. Huh. <laughs> is, is this the longest that you've been at home for a while?
1: Um, I'm trying to think the last year there will have been like a, I may have had like a six week block where I would have been home, but it would never have been more than that. I did the math for 2018 and 2019 and it was almost, I'm talking like 179 to 186 days home and away. So 50-50, like proper 50-50. And yeah. like last year particularly, cause I didn't really play my best I maybe touched my absolute best play once last year. I feel, um, and I'm talking like one game. There was one game where I was like, "Oh, that was good, wasn't it?" Um, I had a you were pretty, in the zone. Oh yeah. Uh, so I had a pretty like pretty tough year last year, just because like when I was going away, I wasn't. I didn't feel like it was worth it. Like I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was gaining anything by going away. Like I wasn't. Just wasn't having a good time on court. Um, And I was doing a lot of the traveling like by myself um, Mm -hmm. because just with limited funds, limited funding, we couldn't afford to send a coach with me. And also there's 15 other people back at, you know, the training center who need guidance and stuff as well. So last year was a pretty, a pretty tough year, but um, yeah, being away and everything feeling so temporary, like feeling temporary when I was away and feeling temporary when I was home and never being like, Ooh, settled
0: yeah. and like
1: I filling my fridge and being able to it was like constant catching up with people
0: yeah do you think that um this period of lockdown is gonna make the next Olympics really unpredictable especially when it's sports like yours which are very individual and quite um there's a big psychological component right yeah so do you think that kind of puts the cat amongst the pigeons in terms of like some of your rivals, they'll really not be able to do lockdown, and yeah. maybe some of the maybe some of the your opponents who are lower down the rankings, rankings will actually use this time to focus on certain aspects of their training. So, by the time you all come together in Tokyo twenty twenty one, it could really turn the tables, couldn't it? it? Could put everything on its head. You could yeah. have your your Sindus, your Carolinas. They might be having terrible times in lockdown. They might be going mentally insane.
1: Yeah, um, yes. it, I think it'll come down to like the organisation of the country um, and the uh, motivation of the individuals. But then there's also things you have to consider. Like some people would have would have been planning on retiring after Tokyo. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some people are 34 and still playing, and this was going to be their last push, um, and they were going to go out with a bang after an Olympic Games. And like, they're going to have to hang on for another year or yeah. call it quits without that. Um, there's that kind of thing. Um, but, I th- like, the support that we've had um, during this lockdown, holy moly, like, incredible. Like, the Scottish Institute, like, the first from the first day that it was called, um, we had a 17-person a Zoom meeting with our head coach and our SNC coach from the Institute and, like, just laying out the... The plan and everything, its it's been incredible. Whether you do the plan or not, it's up, totally up to you. But it'll show when you get back on court. If,
2: you, yeah. <laughs> if you're <laughs> yeah.
1: doubled over breathing out your heart.
2: <laughs> was, the, uh, was the shuttlecock into the toilet roll part of that training plan?
1: Uh, no, that was just uh, a
2: bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see but that? To-
0: is- I, I saw the one with you doing keepy-ups in the, in the basement and then yeah. Oh, yeah, doing that was... the kind of Roger Federer between the legs.
1: Ah, the old classic, yeah. Yeah, is that um, what it's called,
0: the classic? Uh,
1: no, just a, a, a tweener, I think. In, a tweener, in,
0: yeah, the tweener <laughs> classic.
1: In the old tennis business, yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I've been like down in that car park, that's for my, my circuits and my sprints, and uh, we have 10 minutes of hitting against the wall built into our day. It's just like badminton's, it, it's, um, you can't replicate it in any other way other than playing badminton. I am yeah. so scared for my right butt cheek when we go back to training. <laughs> Just with the lunging, the oh, lunging yeah. is just I can do. So I'll do a thing where it's like it's called shuttle transport, um, where you'll just like put six or eight or ten shuttles down, and you'll basically go from like what would be forehand net to backhand uh, midcourt, transport them all across. Which I really should do in the next few days, uh, or my butt's going to be really sore. Um, so that, well, why
0: why is it the right butt cheek? Is it because um, we your... don't really
1: we don't really lunge on the old left one? Why? You always lead with your right right leg so my right my right quad's a wee bit bigger than the old left one and my left calf is bigger than my right one because
0: you always push with that one uh, that's yeah. right so here's a little tip for you mm-hmm. try try lunging with the left <laughs> <laughs> people won't know what to make of you i'd
1: look very tennessee tennis you lunge with the left
0: uh, yeah so is that, that if life. you're if you're right-handed if you're right-handed you lunge with the right if you were a left-handed badminton player?
1: You'd answer to be the left.
0: Would you? Right, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you always lead with your racket leg because it gives you the best reach. Ah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It um, is quite technical, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. Um, yeah, um, there's like so many. And it's, it's funny, like, well, so we would never, we never have an off-season. So, okay, I'm frustrated that I can't play right now. But, like, I will never again in my career get this amount of time uninjured off court and to turn my brain off from, oh, I want to make my spin nets better and I'm going to have to change my grip a tiny bit this way. And, like, all yeah. of the technical minutiae, I get to just...
0: And, yeah, I suppose it's reassuring that you're also not losing ground in the same way that you would be if you were injured.
1: This is, that is, like, maybe, like, the major thing for why I was, like, I don't want to put a downer on it, but I had I was so sad last year in that I felt like I was behind everyone uh-huh. um, in, in a life sense and a badminton sense. I felt like I wasn't, like, making ground in both those areas, but now it feels like the world is just equalised.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's just, everyone's in the same boat, and it's just, like i i've got so much less fomo
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah do you feel like because that's your career right and it's a very special career in that it involves a lot of travel and it's a huge commitment you know you can't be even things like eating pizzas every night and drinking every night is is not something that you can do so has it affected the rest like your kind of normal life as it were
1: um yeah, definitely. Um, I've become a lot better at Facetime and things because I just used just to hate it. Um, but I think literally, like when I go away, I'll be more used to just hitting someone up on Facetime and using the technology that's available. Because like, I think I just was a, I'm a bit um, not shy about it. But you're just like totally. This is like a phone call now. Mm, yeah. yeah. It was it was kind of a bit weird before, but it's totally normal now. And so it has changed things a little bit more just being able to be but it also but also it it feels like I've been training for this isolation for so long (laughs) this I feel like I'm at a tournament and I'm doing like little bits of training here and there and I can't physically see the people that I want to see even though they're like 10 minutes away now which is maybe a more frustrating element because normally they'd be like a 15 hour flight away Um, yeah but, yeah, I mean, this just just kind of feels like regular tournament life to me. <laughs> it's a bit strange.
0: Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? That I suppose everyone's adapting to it differently, aren't they? Yeah. So there's some people who are kind of go, go, go in normal life, as it were. You know, always outside, never in their house, and then suddenly they're kind of... Yeah, I do
2: have...
1: I have a mixture of, like, pe- different people, like how they're... Their days have changed or not changed. So, my sister's a midwife. So, she has actually, she's a midwife, but she's just changed from being like in the hospital to doing, doing a bit more commu- community work. Um, so, she's visiting four or five houses a day. Um, still? Still, yes. Yeah. She, she has to be. Um, and on call for nights and the weekends and stuff like that. Um, so, she's like still at work as normal because um, she's frontline key worker. Respect. Um, and whereas I feel so so bad for my mum, who was supposed to retire the day the lockdown was, <sighs> so she was supposed to have like a, a birthday a birthday. Well, actually, it was Mother's Day, her birthday and her retirement within a week, oh, and man. She could do absolutely none of it. So she was supposed to have like a lunch and everything with all her workmates and and friends and stuff, um, which couldn't happen. So life has changed pretty drastically for her.
0: I love the idea of your mum. The, the week before lockdown being like, next week, I'm going to be in the house, eating biscuits, watching TV while all you <laughs> mugs are outside, and I'm drinking a, a, at 12 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon, and all you idiots will be working. Like, I you know. know, and it's then, rat row.
1: <laughs> and then my friend uh, Georgina is... Um... Uh, team leader at the complaints department of Clydesdale Bank, so mm. she is she is in work, she has been in work the whole time um, and then my other friend Corey works at Bang & Olufsen and has been furloughed because that's a franchise and just mm. can't afford to keep the three sales uh, staff, so he's yeah. kind of kind of yeah furloughed so it, there's a, a mixture of people and then there's other people that just have categorically can't go to work so yeah, yeah. it's an odd mixture for me
0: it's weird eh? yeah oh so what you got planned for the rest of the day
1: um rest of the day is uh yoga later on um and some recovery on the bike which is um by choice not on the not on the program but yeah. By choice, and I have to go to the shops to get some essential items also.
0: Will you be wearing a face mask?
1: Uh, negatory, because I don't think they do much, but I will be heavily sanitising Yep. a pause. Good. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, listen, Kirsty, thank you so much for joining us. It's no good, worries. It's actually Yeah, it's good to see your face. It's good to see one of our regulars in a different context we've not seen anybody you know these people that you see kind of every day yeah and you just kind of a quick two minutes here two minutes there so that's been nice
1: i know and you only see them in the context of like of, a, of your shop yeah, yeah and like how they present themselves to the world whereas you now you see people in their houses. <laughs> yeah um yeah and they're in their joggies and just chilling there's not much chilling in a global pandemic but um yeah essentially trying to do as much as they can
2: yeah (laughs) yeah. it's weird thanks so much Kirsty.
1: no thank you guys cheers pal
0: see See (laughs)
2: y'all what a story
1: mark oh hi mark oh hi mark (laughs)
2: Mark.
0: <laughs> what a story mark hey that was good eh? yeah that was great what a star yeah good uh, it's, it's always interesting to hear yeah like a little bit more detail about people's i suppose it's is it a weird career it's not a weird career but it's like it's a more interesting career than i work in an office
2: yeah for sure it's definitely uh it's so different isn't it like i think how like she's talking about with training and how those things, and especially in the context of a pandemic, how those things change. I think yeah. that's really, yeah, so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. That, that was, was good. Just... What do you think, man? You got anything
2: else? I don't think so. I think I'm all spoken out. I'm not doing much okay. speaking nowadays, so that's... Uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. I really need to... I need something to happen. <laughs> I need to get arrested or something. (laughs) (laughs) Go to to the Highlands, mate.
2: (laughs) You get arrested there.
0: You can check out Kirsty on Instagram and see the the blue tick for yourself. And her her Instagram's Kirsty Gilmore, Gilmore spelled G-I-L-M-O-U-R, and it has an extra R on the end. But if you look up Kirsty Gilmore, it will be the only Kirsty Gilmore with a blue tick, I imagine. Um, So that's good. In the meantime. What else? What could you be doing? Go and donate to Captain Tom. Oh, yeah. Let's get Captain Tom 20 million.
2: I'm going to go and do that after we finish up here. I'm going to go and donate to Captain Tom.
0: Okay, friends. That brings us to the end of episode five. Pretty amazing. Can't believe we've done five episodes. That equates to about five hours of chat.
2: And if if you feel like you've missed Courtney... Brennan, (laughs) then make sure you hit up our Instagram and say
0: that you want him back for the next episode. Yeah, give give Courtney some, like, big demands. We'll open it out for questions as we do every week. Um, our Instagram following, guys, we're up to 120 people, yeah? That's almost so a that's blue tick. Good, isn't it? <laughs> um, so if any of you 120 people want to ask us a question, something maybe for Courtney, because I feel like he, uh, yeah, he's missing it this week, so he's missing out. Um, so if you've got anything for Courtney specific, let us know, and that's Instagram at Anti Coffee Coffee Club. Send us some stuff. So yeah, until the next one, see, see you, you later. Now. Dreamers. Dreamers. <laughs> free and get out of here.